Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 123, and today we're talking about living on your own as a female, as a young woman, regardless of your age, especially if you're a first-gen Latina. This can be an interesting situation, conversation, transition. I know, for one, there's a lot of guilt around it, at least in my experience, and I think that my partners here at Level Up Latina have a lot to say about that as well in terms of guilt and making the big decision to live alone. So before we get into that juicy topic, which was brought to us by a listener, so thank you very much for sliding into our DMs. We're all going to answer your question today, and hopefully others will comment on Facebook and Instagram and send other DMs to chime into this topic of living on your own. But until then, how are we feeling, Vero and Ceci? Nos estamos echando los ojitos, Vero, nadie ver quién va a decir primero. Pero bien. Both of you were like, you first, you first. Con los ojos. Con las cejas, con las cejas. Este, I guess I'll go first because C goes before V. Oh. Except after E. I'm just kidding. With the I in the middle. There you go. There you go. A ver, Ceci, ¿cómo está? Ya, bien. Medio frillito. Ahorita de repente. So we recorded an episode earlier today and then en lo que me levanté como que me dio frío uh, mind you I had also, also showered before our early episode so maybe my hair está mojado todavía pero frío bien aquí excited to be with you guys and see your beautiful faces igual yo me siento machín I feel good today a little tired I mean we had I had mentioned um, a sleepless night I was telling Ceci that my kids were like a monsters last night they were like having a rager at like 2 in the morning like lights on in their bedroom lights on in the den like they were just full on having a good time and it's now catching up to me. I'm like, I they think I'm ready you. for some. Vero had a vacay, um, a little vacay with their boo. A little mini away. break. Yeah. It's yeah, bueno. It's bueno to get away every so often. And it just worked out perfectly. Great weekend. Yes, I'm, you know, ahorita ya como que me está llegando lo, el cansadito, pero I'm really happy to be here with you guys, especially talking about this topic because you know how that goes for us Latinas. I know. Super excited to cover this. I know that it's been some years, but we're all at different stages of it. So I think it's kind of cool because regardless of when we did or how we did it, we all sort of had a similar experience, which is interesting. I think the similar thread will be that we grew up in families that are traditional as Latinas, as first-gen women. There was a lot that came with the idea of living alone. So I really don't even know where to start on this, but we can start based on like maybe who the first was to move out on their own. That would be me. And then I think it was maybe Vero and then Ceci. So it may have been me. Regardless, let's just jump into it and talk a little bit, I think, each about our journeys and how that worked. For me, the experience was one of when I, I guess for us, it starts when we go to UCSB because truly all yeah, of us college. the first when we went mm -hmm. to college so we can all talk about a little bit of that journey i was the youngest of six and i thank god i say this all the time because i had a lot of blessings because i was the youngest and i know if i was the oldest my mom would have been like hell no probably wouldn't have gone to college definitely wouldn't have left to college she would have been like the local community college is plenty but when i went to ucsb it was like the first time my wings were spread and i was allowed to do that but my mama cried and she was stressed and she didn't want me to go and she laid on the guilt she was super supportive because she didn't want me to go to college and because my older siblings wanted me to 
but she definitely was acting like there was a death in the family. She was mourning. And this may sound very familiar to a lot of people. You know, my sister would tell her like, she didn't die. She lives two hours away. Like she's not gone. She could be doing worse things. She's okay. But my mom struggled a lot with letting her baby go to college, but she struggled even further when I came back from college and I didn't want to live at home. I maybe lived at home for like a year and a half and only because my boyfriend at the time who became my husband was still in college. So I actually wasn't really home much. I was always trying to be in the Central Coast with him. My dad would very succinctly tell my mama like, Esa palomita ya voló. like you don't got to worry about her. She's already doing her own thing. She's sexually active. Like she's living her life. But my mom still wanted to have like that control of me when I got back and monitor what I was doing, where I was going and still be kind of judgmental about freedom. And yet here we were at UCSB doing whatever we wanted, being wherever we wanted, driving, being independent. She didn't know if I was in TJ eating tacos. I know I've already said this story a million times, right? She didn't know if I was getting shot at in Compton. She didn't know who, what, what I was doing. She had no clue if Veto was jumping me into her gang and Watts or if Ceci was jumping me into hers. Welcome Hayward. to me, Vida Loca. But the point is, she thought I was at UCSB and I'm in Hayward getting jumped into a gang and I'm at Watts and I'm in Inglewood in my own neighborhood getting jumped into a gang. No, I was not being jumped into a gang. The point is, I had already been raised, right? Like they had already raised us. We're already out in the world, but they're afraid to let us go. And they raised us well, but they're afraid. And so when I moved into my own place at the tender age of 24 or something, 23, I don't know, tender age, it was with Lisette and Sandra. And I know Lisette was coming down from the Bay and Sandra was coming up from San Diego. And so they thought, let's split the difference and we're going to live in LA. And my mom's like, you're from LA. You live in Inglewood. Why would you get an apartment in Brentwood? Why would you pay that rent? It's 30 minutes from home, actually less. Like it says, loca, like live here. Everything's paid here. Te compras tu carro, te compras una casa down the road, te compras un Mercedes. Like that was the promised land for my mom. And I was like, mama, I'm gonna need you to co-sign because I am moving. She's like, tu estas loca. I've heard it my whole life. I did it. I said, mama, we're writing this little check. I think it was like the first legitimate check I wrote. I probably wrote some in college. But anyway, I remember being really proud of that like deposit and the girls gave theirs. And I just thought it was a big step. It was a big girl step and I was happy to do it. And thank God I did it because I was like knocked up like six months later, which was her fear. But the point is I didn't get knocked up secretly in her house or secretly in his house. It was my house. <laughs> it was my home. On your terms. <laughs> In my life with my rent being paid, but it was a journey. I know I'm being silly and funny and fast about it because I want to hear about your journey, but it came with all the emotions of like disappointing her because she didn't want me to leave. It came with all the emotions of her thinking that I only got pregnant because I didn't live under her roof. And the truth of the matter is I was going to get pregnant where I was going to get pregnant, living under her roof or not, living in LA or not. So it was a big step and there was guilt. But there was also an assurance that I was going to be okay. And I went for it. And I didn't live on my own long because obviously I was knocked up. And my husband moved in and we got married in that beautiful world. And it was me, Lisa, and Mabu. So my comadre, my maid of honor, <laughs> who I moved to LA with to have this wild journey, right? She's now the roommate to a newlywed couple and eventually a baby. So it was a really interesting time in Brentwood. One of the best times of my life. I don't and I wouldn't change a thing. I don't want to change a thing about it. I loved it. And in spite of what my judgments were coming at me from my family that really wanted me to be traditional, live at home, get married, be wearing white and have kids later. I'm really glad how it all pans out. That's not to say that I didn't feel bad and that I didn't feel some guilt, but I'm glad that I was convicted in my process and my path because I'm actually really proud of it now in hindsight, obviously. With that being said, who wants to jump in with their magical story of living on their own? Rock, paper, scissors, Ceci. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I guess we can go in order. 
going to college was a big deal. First of all, I was, I am the youngest of three. So my sister got married very young, had kids. My brother moved away también, um, to go to Cal. And then it was just me at home. So when I was moving away, my mom, my parents understood the college process. And my dad was always very supportive. Like, go wherever you want. We support you. Go wherever you want. We support you. My mom's like, no, stay local. Like, why are you going to go? Like, kind of wanting to keep me a little bit closer to the nest. And now that I'm a mom, I kind of feel like I understand that. You know, like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, you know, my whole family drove me up. So I chose Santa Barbara and it was um, the best also because it was so close to home. So my family would visit me often. Uh, my sister would come up, you know, I'll be on the phone and be like, ay, mami, se me antojan esas enchiladas que estás cocinando. Or whatever she was cooking, I would just be like, you know, I wanted to make her feel like I missed her. So I was like, oh my God, what are you making, mom? Oh, delicious. And they would just surprise me. They would drive up and surprise me with full cooked on meals. Like that would last me a week or two. And, you know, like it was the best. And sometimes I was raging having parties and other times they were, they caught me, you know, getting home from the library. But most of the time it was with, with a beer in my hand and my friends there, you know, so good times. But I think also I graduated and I ended up, um, I stayed in Santa Barbara for a few months. I worked at the financial aid office and I was just like, do I want to stay here? They offered me this really cool position, like great job. Um, and I just didn't see myself in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is very different now than it is, than it was in 05. Well, I graduated in 04. So it was very different than, than 04. And then all my friends weren't there. You know, Santa Barbara is more like transitional. It's like you get there, you go to school and then you graduate and you leave. So there wasn't anyone I was in a, that I had that were my friends that were close by. So I decided to move back home before the end of the year. So in December of 04, I'm back in, you know, back in, Cal back in Southern California, back in Watts with my parents. And I was already debating, like I was already looking, I was interviewing for um, a couple jobs in New York because a lot of my friends were in New York. So Ada had gone to New York, Tanya had gone to New York and I was like, I'm leaving. And my parents were like, why do you want to go to New York? Like, what about it? What's attractive? It's like this big city, concrete jungle. No, no entendía. And like, y estás bien lejos. ¿Qué tal si ocupas algo? You know, like, con quien vas a estar? Lo bueno que hay amigas. You know, there's people that I know there and Whatever, it, things didn't work out as I planned. I think there was a lot of, um, <laughs> in my interviews for my jobs, I just didn't understand the thick accent. And I'm like, one of my last interviews, I remember, uh, <laughs> I thought the guy was telling me, how what would I do with a bowl? And I thought a bowl as in like cereal bowl. And he meant like, what would I do with a ball? Like it was a ball, but he was saying bowl. So I was like, anyway, I confused it, totally messed up the interview because of that. And I didn't realize it till like later. And I was like, that's why I messed up. He meant ball, not bull. Point is, I ended up getting this great job. Uh, I was working at the time, like doing sales, door-to-door -door sales for this company. And it was like decent pay, whatever, but it was not what I wanted to do. And somehow my friend ended up getting me to work with her at um, Enterprise Runner Car. So it was like my first, second one, no, my third job after college, technically. And I'm home and I don't leave to New York and I'm working at this place and um, I meet my future fiance there, my, like my boyfriend. And anyway, this is a guy that I, you know, I date for a few years and I'm still living at home and I didn't move out of the house till I was 27. Point is I moved out, not like I was never a believer in like, let me move in with my boyfriend before getting married. It was not my thing. So I'm, I've always talked about how I'm traditional, but not. And that to me was just like, I'm not going to move away to just like move out and live with my man. Like, that's not my thing. Like, no, we can find a different way to do this. So at the time I was, you know how I mentioned earlier in the last episode, I talked about how many hours I was working. So I was being compensated. I mean, I was kicking ass. It's just that, you know, somehow you always end up with like short staff and all these things. So, you know, when you're in charge, you, you need to find ways to 
make sure that everything's taken care of. So with that, I was making sure that I was getting the right compensation. I was working on bonuses. I was saving my money and I was still using money to like go and live my life, like create memories. So one of those, I was like, I want to buy a house. My brother had been giving me like advice. Like, well, you know, a, a car doesn't matter. You know, uh, what you wear doesn't matter. Like, what are you building for yourself? You know, what 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 do you want to leave, you know, behind like, for your next generation? And I was like, and I'm, he's like, buy a house, buy a house. So at this time I'm engaged. I had been thinking about getting a house. I had been talking about my with my dad and my mom, and they were supportive. They're like, "Oh, quieres comprar una casita? Está bien, muy bien. ¿Cómo te vamos a ayudar? ¿O qué podemos?" And I was like, "No, I have the money. I just don't know what's going on." And it, the crash happened, the bubble burst, and there was like a great opportunity. So I bought my little house, and it just so happened that I had gotten engaged in April. And I told my fiance, like, hey, you know what? Um, I know, you know, I know that you understand that I'm not a believer in like moving in, but this is my way of showing you our commitment. Why don't we buy a house together? If we're already engaged and we're looking to, you know, live, have a future, like let's invest instead of a big wedding, let's use some of our money and buy a casita. And I had been already looking into it, like I said. So I'm 27 at the time. I'm 27 years old and my parents were like being supportive and I talked to them first. I was like, oh my God, because they knew where I stood in that. You know, they're like, my dad's like, I'm glad that you're not one of those girls that's want to live with one guy and then live with another one. Que no sé qué, you know? So I was like, I told them, I was like, you know, mamá, papá, ya pues, estoy comprometida, soy una, you know, ya voy a ser señora. And I had this conversation with them and my parents were like, well, if that's what you want to do, we support you. And I was surprised, but at the end of the day, they're like, they, you know, they, they knew I wasn't just some little girl, you know, they're like, yes, una mujerona, like almost 30, you know? So, uh, at 27, I ended up, you know, buying a house with my then fiance and a year later we were broken up. <laughs> such is and, life, such is know, life, such but is you life. Secured the bag. You had already secured the bag. Yeah. And at this point I was like, I was, like I said, I was making decent money. I had a good job. I had, you know, things that I, that were, were just like lined up for me in the sense that I had worked so hard for already. So I had kind of set myself up to win. And I told him like, Hey, you know what, what if I pay you out of this house? Like I'm the one who originally wanted to have a house and buy the house. Like he's like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Buy me out. Um, I don't, I don't need a house. I don't, I'm okay. Like you can keep it. Y no nos peleamos, no nada. I just, we broke up. We had the adult conversation. It was hard. Um, but then I lived on my own. I lived on my own a couple months later. Um, well, that year that we broke up, uh, a lot of things happened in my life. <laughs> you guys, I had my heart surgery. I lost my job, you know, uh, you know, after what, six years of working at that company, lost my job, you know, got a, that my heart condition. I had a heart surgery and then lost my fiance and then like all these things. So I felt like my life was falling apart. I'm like, well, yes, yeah, how am I going to pay my bills, all this stuff? And things work out. So I always say like things work out. We always stress about the right then and there and we let go of the bigger picture or, or even like, go, or afraid to ask for help. But things worked out for me. I was like, you know what? I'll get a roommate. And I asked a friend, you know, I had asked a couple of people and finally like one of them was like, yes, I'm serious. I'll move in. Here's my deposit. Let's do it. And she was my root for, you know, for a long time. And, you know, one of my good friends and, and, but living on my own was one of the best things I did. I feel I learned so much about myself. Um, it's one thing to have roommates in college. It's one thing to have those responsibilities to the women that didn't get to go away for college and lived at home. Like there's this little part that our souls and we, that we just grow so much. And if you didn't get a chance to go away from home, 
to go move away from home, at least for college, and you're now either in the position where you're in a serious relationship or you're or just home waiting, waiting like your parents are like, no, no te puedes ir de la casa hasta que te cases. If you find yourself in that situation, like it's it's so vital to who you are as a person to really give you that time to figure it out because, you know, living with your parents to like then living with a partner or getting married and living with a partner, starting a family, like there's this part that just like the part of you that you just did never learn about. And I feel it's really important to know like how you're able to handle being on your own not having to, um, you know, have to be there for your family all the time because there's you end up being the fallback, right? They're like, oh, well, if no one else can do it, well, she can do it because she's here. They have una responsabilidad that's very different. And when you're out doing your own thing, your parents might see it as selfish. Your parents might think like you're just trying to get away as para ser una libertina, una liberada. And you're thinking like, you know what, whatever your reasons are, if you just need the space to fucking walk around naked on an entire house, do it for that. If you need the space to smoke a joint when you want to, go ahead. If you need the space to just like get up when you want, cook when you want, do like lo que tú quieras, like you figure that out. And it really sometimes you just need space to figure yourself out get creative and like really de de delve into who you are as a person. It's like, today I'm going to try this. Oh, no me gustó eso. And now you know. Today I'm going to try this something. Oh, no me gustó. And then you'll realize maybe I don't like living by myself. Maybe I do want a roommate. Um, and then maybe you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe the best thing is living with my boyfriend. And it's okay. But I think that experience of living on your own is so unique. It's so unique. And you create your own little home. Right. With a, you'll notice that you bring along a little bit of your family. You notice you bring along a little bit of your friends and you notice of like who you've become and you create your own little space and people notice that. And you, and it's kind of nice to just be like, I was able to do this. And it's really reassuring. It's beautiful. Um, and you can always go back. Sometimes your parents say like, no, ni pienses volver para acá. Si ya te fuiste de la casa, ahí te quedas. But you know what? At the end of the day, our parents are our parents and they're going to understand. So I think we need to learn how to open up to them and tell them. And really just go for it. Take a risk. And if it's for you, it's for you. If not, you know, it's it's only moving back home or, or, or finding a roommate or something. So don't be afraid to do it if you're just afraid of what they're going to give up and say. So, animense. Vero, everything you said was so spot on. I really appreciated the way you said it. Everything, every part of it, all the feelings that came with it, the advice that you're giving, the really honest feedback about the times that were hard, the times that you found solutions. How are you going to do it? Just continue to do it. You said things work out. So that's going to be the tip of the day. Things work out in spite of the guilt, the drama, the loneliness, the certainty or the uncertainty, the fun times or the joints that you smoke or don't smoke, whatever happens, things <laughs> work out. And I'm super proud of Vettel and her journey because it's been just beautiful to watch. I remember at our age at, you know, 27, I think Vettel was one of the only homeowners in our bubble and for a long time. And so that's like really admirable of Vettel. Like I remember thinking like she was so badass and still is, of course, but just that you had just done things on your own terms and they were so different and so cool. Like I loved it when folks found out that you no longer had your fiance, but her badass was like, keep it pushing. I still have my house. This was my house all along. Like just something so beautiful about her empowered way of being. And it's not good to compare, obviously, like people still go through stuff. That's why maybe you could look at Vero and say, oh, she had it easy. No, she's like, I had heart surgery for God's sakes, or I lost my job. Like, no, she just, her values were her values and her home was part of her values. And she rocked it in spite of what life threw at her and so things worked out for Vettel so thank you for setting a great example Vettel and having been badass then and badass now 
So I had to take a deep breath before I asked my sissy, who I know also lived on her own for quite a while through law school. But tell us about your journey. And maybe it also starts with running away to UCSB to live on your own. As the oldest, you do have that different vibe and that different flavor of the month. Vero and I were the youngest. So Vero had a sibling already in college, which changes her life. I was the youngest of six and siblings that thought there's something to this college thing. So it changed my life. Like we had maybe a little leg of our parents understanding and letting go maybe a little differently. Like Vero said, always being supportive. I feel like my mom also was very supportive though she didn't understand and she herself went to one year of schooling so I commend that level of understanding though there was guilt though there was judgment but you Ceci as the oldest the first in the family no one's done it they gotta let you their immigrant daughter the first in this country who's also the translator the babysitter the babysitter of cousins the like you're like the third parent in a lot of ways like how did you manage to get out of that nest and go to your own Oh my God, I totally forgot about being the babysitter to all cousins, all cousins. <laughs> yeah, we Like we talk about that during our cousin retreats. Oh my God, I remember when Ale used to take care of all of us, like, and I was like, yes, because I, you know, I had to protect you guys. You see, they were talking about like, no regañas una vez. And like, I was crying, remember? And everybody was crying. I was like, yeah, because se dieron un madrazo. Like they were spinning on this like <laughs> stool at my, my parent. Mind you, I don't know why they left me in charge of all these kids. I was a minor myself. But anyway, I was I'm like, I'm surprised the they let the babysitter go to college. Things were suerte that they were like, this I know, is deal. free babysitting. I know, free babysitting. But eventually I went, you know, because like me puso mis moños and I was going to go. Um, I grew up in a very strict household. And by strict, it was mostly my mom. Like, no me dejaba ir a bailes. I couldn't go to. I, I, I was only go, able to go to two dances and that was senior year. I was able to go to winter ball and I was able to go uh, to prom and to prom. My, I had to ride with my cousin and his date and then myself and my date. And then my uncle had to drop us off. Like that's how strict it was. So I got into college and thank God that, that I did because I was able to, to select. I'm like, okay, where can I go? far away where I couldn't have like my parents show up like they did on bed. I'm like, I needed, I needed that libertad y no por ser libertina. Like, you know, it's just, I needed to experience that. So four and a half hours away from Hayward was, was far enough where that wouldn't happen. And yeah, my mom had a hard time and she kept on trying to say like, ¿Por qué no te vas a una más cerca? you know, a school that was like an hour and a half or away or even less than that. But anyway, I was just like, no, I, I this is a school that I want to go to. It's going to work out. Um, I mean, I feel like even when I bring it up, like when we were talking about it during the, the recipe, the recipe episodes with our moms, when I was talking to about it with my mom, like she got teary eyed. She was like, you know, es que te ibas a ir y que ibas a dejar a la familia. But it was like, I never left. I no, you know, I didn't, uh, emancipate i was just like i was away <laughs> studying like and you saw it and like you see it like it, it it helped me become the woman that i am now living away from home and to get all these goals and that needed to happen but it's still it's still hurtful to her so i mean i see it i understand it i was the oldest no one had ever done it none of the cousins had done it no, no one had moved away and you know que, que, que loco and even with family that she knew back in Mexico going to college like no one moves out like quien hace eso quien vive en dormitorios so 
that, you know, that was me moving away and, and having the college experience and, you know, everything that you guys mentioned, like living away from home, doing everything and anything that we could basically. And my mom, I had to lie. Like, nunca le dije que íbamos a TJ. Nunca le dije que nos fuimos a Boscalientes. You know, I had to lie that we were on, I don't know, we were just like studying and, you know, and, and not that. You know, no me iba a decir que no, but it was just like I was, ese, ese era el miedo que le tenía, like, de que no iba, de que no, no estaba en la escuela y que, but it was like vacation time or, you know, to, I think, it, I think we went for spring break to Aguascalientes, so it was like, I was off time, but it was like, to her, it was like, it was important for me to come back home during those, the time off because maybe she felt that I was just gonna, I don't know, not, not be a part of the family. I mean, in fact, now that I say that, my sister teases me and she'll say like, oh, remember that? She's like, oh, wait, you weren't part of the family when you were, when uh, when that happened. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't say that. It's her fault. I mean, I, I, I laugh about it, but it's just like, well, no, it wasn't that I wasn't part of. I was becoming this person and doing what I needed to do to get where I wanted to be. And that was like eventually a lawyer because I, I know I've talked about this before. Like I always knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, but anyway, flash forward, you know, I graduate, I come back home and that was a, you know, that was never a question. Like my parents were always going to receive me. I come back home and I work a few years. Um, and then when I move out and I was 26 going on 27, when I move out for law school, my parents didn't give me a hard time anymore. Like they understood like, okay, ya vimos que lo hizo, lo pudo hacer. And then she came back. Um, but for me, that, that transition was hard and it was hard because I was living at home with my sister and her family and they had a little baby Gio was two at the time and I was like you know yo era la tía and I was like era un consentido de la familia and um, my mom had that year at the beginning of the year when I moved out to go to law school uh, she had been di diagnosed with breast cancer and had had her treatment and all that so it was like I was kind of questioning well is it a good time that I go now and, and whatnot, but I saw my mom doing well, getting better, getting her through her treatment. And then that's when I left. So I think that that's why it was hard. It was hard because of what had happened that year. And I was so attached to my nephew. And I remember like getting homesick when I was leaving. But for me, the decision was like, I didn't want roommates. I knew that law school was going to be hard. I knew I needed to have discipline. Um, I knew how college had been and not, not to compare the two, but I knew for me, college, uh, it was about balancing, having fun and partying and, and just, you know, picking up at the middle of the night, like from studying, like, Oh, let's go to King Taco. Let's go, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Uh, and I wanted to have discipline in, in law school. I wanted to be on my own, experience that on my own, living by myself to see how that was. So I got a one-bedroom apartment. And I know there was like a, like an email circulating with um, incoming law students, 1Ls, and so that you can contact each other w w about moving in together. But I was like, I don't know the, these these people. Uh, and I, I didn't know you. I didn't know my college roommates either moving in but there's something different right it's something different because at that point we were growing together we we're experiencing things together and i felt lasco was different lasco was like okay i need i need to be disciplined i need to um you know sleep at certain hours i need to like if i need to pull all-nighters if i need to then i want to do that and i just want to have be comfortable and have my own space and 
maybe I don't want to be in the library, but maybe I want to come home and cook myself meals. And I just wanted to be by myself. And I loved it. I mean, yeah, it was hard. Like I said, the first couple of months because I was moving away from home and I was so attached to the family at that point because of everything that had happened during my time, my time between college and, and law school. But I felt that I matured a lot living alone. I knew, you know, what I liked. I looked, I liked to have routines. I, I established routines then um, that I had, st- I had started in college, but I really like fine-tuned, I think, in law school living by myself. And then I also liked the fact that if my friends, like if you guys wanted to come and like crash, like I had the space, it wasn't, you know, bringing people in where I had a roommate and I had to consult with them. And yeah, yeah, you know, in your mid-20s, late 20s, yeah, you know what you like and you know what you, you know, feel comfortable in. And I think that's why, you know, I had I, I had already had that experience of living with people. Um, and for me, I, I wanted to just be t- to, you know, be by myself. And I did make friends in, in law school, you know, but it wasn't, it's different. It's different the fr- the friendships that I have with my law school friends than the friendships that I have with you guys. Um, you guys are my family. Les cuento todo. Um, and I think um, I wanted to have my own experience in law school and just have that to myself um, and share it with you and share it with my family. Um, and so and so I lived on my own for for, for three years of law school. Um, and again, I, that allowed me to be disciplined, uh, eventually like study for the bar, uh, the first time I took it and, um, and then just, you know, having, having that experience. And, and now I look back and I talk about that, like that worked for me. Um, I needed to have, I keep on saying the word discipline, but it's just like, you know, that's what it was. It was like disciplina that I, I learned early on and that's what I needed to, to excel in law school, graduate uh, from law school, and eventually, you know, take the bar and 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 pass and get to the career that I wanted to. Um, and then after those three years and after graduating, guess what I did? I moved back home. I moved back home with my parents, and you know, it was okay. They they accepted me, and and then so I had I was going. <laughs> they were like, ah, ya vino otra vez. Otra vino otra vez. Sí. One thing I'm hearing is like each of us had a different process and a different journey, a different reason for wanting to. So your law school journey was you wanted that independence and you called it a lot of time on your own to be disciplined and get through school. That was your goal. Vero knew that she wanted to own this home that she wanted to do for herself. And it was a great step in her life. I knew that I wanted to have the independence that I was used to in college. So I knew if I came home, my independence was going to be different. And I know a lot of our clients talk about that, like the transition back from college is hard because your parents still want to sort of have their thumb on you. They still want to have an opinion. And so each of us have different reasons, but none of them were wrong. I don't think anybody here regrets ever having lived on their own. Each of us got to our goal, ultimately going through the journey of living on our own. My original tip of the day was going to be like, pick a side because a lot of times we don't live on our own because we're picking our parents' side and their side is full of fear, full of doubt, full of worry, full of stay here, full of judgment. Maybe, maybe you're the most supportive parents in the world and they're framing it like, if you live here, you save money. If you live here, you're safe. If you, they don't have to be necessarily piling on the Catholic guilt that makes you feel like you're going to be out there being for the third time. We're going to say it, una libertina. Maybe you have a very supportive family, right? 
But the truth of the matter is you're picking their side when you're in your gut knowing that you want to do this on your own. And maybe you went from with your parents to a boyfriend, to a relationship, and you've never truly done it on your own. You're picking the boyfriend's side, not in a bad way, not in a bad way, not at all. It might be something you both mutually want, but you know, those listening clients we've had, people that have DM'd us, you know, if you yourself are aching to live on your own, to do your own thing, to buy that house, to go away to law school, grad school, you know, if you're not picking you. You're picking a side either way. It's either your side or their side. So don't be wishy-washy. Like either you go with what they want and you live with that choice. You live with that choice, no regrets as best you can, or you go with what you want. And I think that's the common thread between the three of us. We each knew what we wanted and went with the side that we wanted, which was living on our own, regardless of the judgments or the difficulty or the guilt that maybe was laid on. So I wanted to say that because I think it's really important because some are grappling with this very decision right now. Am I on my own because I want to be? Am I trying to leave for the wrong reasons? Am I not on my own because I feel stuck here because I feel guilty? You really have to reflect and pick a side, either yours or theirs, but hopefully yours, honey. My path took me back home and I ended and then eventually I thought, oh, maybe I should move to the city. But the imaginas like, La renta que carísima iba a estar for me. Like, I mean, yeah, I was a new, I was a new attorney. So I was like making more money. But at the same time, like, I think that would have been a wrong decision for me. Cause I, I thought about it. I was like, oh, I should move to the city. And that way I'm closer to work. Um, going back to, you know, an earlier episode, like, because I, I glorified like the working long hours. And like, maybe if I'm there, it's closer, it's closer. And I could just work later and like stay in the office later. But good thing I didn't because, you know, Diosito like had the had a plan because within my first year as a lawyer like the first year as a lawyer like that's how you know I meet Luis and then eventually you know we get married um and then and not that not th here this was my my side and my choice that I we didn't move in together before getting married like we wanted that we wanted to wait and we waited for that and so when I left my um my parents home it was like vestida de blanco <laughs> you know i would i was like louis like you remember when we he always say he's like well when we used to live in berkeley i'm like i never lived in berkeley he's like chula you were with me like three to four days out of the the week and i'm not and i've i think i mentioned this before i think i've I've definitely told you guys where it was like two, like within the month before we got married. And then my mom called me and left me a voice message. Oye, tú ya no sabemos si vives aquí o vives allá. Repórtate cuando vas a venir. I was like, I'm getting, I'm like getting married in like a few weeks. Like, you know, like, porque me, me, me da esa, ese yes. que That's why I moved out. That's why I moved out. I was Déjame like, yo no vivir, me quiero mama. reportar. Es que yo no me quiero reportar, madre. Sí. Yo quiero reportarme a mí misma y estuvo. Exacto. <laughs> you know what's so funny? My parents, cuando estuve viviendo con ellos, like, there was, there was never that. They were just like, okay, just let us know. But I think throughout me growing up, they were always much like, we'd rather you tell us where you're at. We'd rather you tell us where you're going, you know, like, for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to go to Rosarito this weekend. They're like, ah, Rosarito, pero que vas a ir a hacer allá? But then we're like, at least we know where you're going to be. Okay, yeah. Cualquier cosa. But I always felt like there, there was this trust, you know, to just tell my parents, like, look, you might be upset, but I'm going to head up to the bay. You might be upset, but I'm going here. Pero en que se mis papás were always like, at least we know where the hell you were. And if something happened, we're going to be like, oh, pues, you know, cayó un avión allá en Santa Bárbara, cojar en el cayó arriba vero. But no, they knew that. I, oh, good. She wasn't there. She was somewhere else. She was in Hawaii. So it's fine. You know, like where to really like report you missed. Yeah. Mom's report yeah. You, you know, in Santa Barbara and I'm in Rosarito. Yes. Yeah. You gotta know where your kid really is. <laughs> truly. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, speaking of our parents, that was going to be my question for you girls to wrap up this episode. Like, when our parents are telling us not to move or they don't want us to move, you know, whatever part of your life that is, you know, part of them is saying some stuff that could be true. Like, part of them, they're not wrong. They're parents. Like, I know that there's going to be advice that I'm going to give Isaiah and Sophie and Noah, and they're going to think, what do you know? And the truth is because I've lived it. So what advice did your parents give you that they were actually right, that they told you, you know, this could happen when you move on your own or this could be an issue? And where were they right? And then where were they wrong? Like there were some areas where our parents are wrong and it's okay to accept that and say, oh, I'm glad I stood on my own two feet. And I had put that in the show notes and hopefully y'all had seen that question, but if not, I can start to give you some chance to think about sort of where were they right? Where were they wrong? For me, I think my mom was right in the sense that, you know, it can get very expensive living on your own. You need a plan. You need to be smart. You're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I, I would never say go live on your own because all your friends live on their own. It's the cool thing to do and drop by your money at Crate and Barrow or whatever the cool thing is now, right? I like that about me. Like my mom's advice was like, don't get in debt because you live on your own. So for the longest time, I had like hand-me-down furniture. And even when I got my first place with my husband, like I was a-okay with that. My goals were not to have like flashy things. And I thank God for my mom because she was right. Because it could get very expensive trying to live on your own just for the image sake and the cool factor and the nice apartment that you maybe can't afford. So I'm really proud of my mom in that respect because that was great advice. And she wanted me to live on my own smartly, be able to afford it and not get in over my head financially because the last thing you want to do is be in debt trying to live on your own like that's not the way to do it that's absolutely not the way to do it where my mom was wrong were all of her fears you know all of her fears that i would be um somehow if i lived on my own or didn't have this traditional wedding or this traditional life because i actually ended up nabbing an amazing husband that i nabbed well before i lived on my own and i actually ended up having an amazing journey as a mother as a wife it didn't necessarily go the way she imagined it for me but i definitely like that i went with i think this will work for me it's not exactly how you see it for me because you think that the traditional route is probably the best route because like when Vettel says that her parents said to her or some not her parents Vettel said that some parents say if you leave here you can't come back my mom was always really good about aquí tiene su casa si algo le pasa a ella si tú le haces algo si tú me la golpeas I'm always thought like the worst thing could happen me living with a man or on my own or without her supervision you know she always told me I could come back home which I think is beautiful and I want to raise my kids that way what my mom may have forgotten was that she also raised me she raised me and she raised me right. And so a lot of the things that she feared would go wrong didn't go wrong. Like I wasn't going to be on my own to date a terrible man. I wasn't going to be on my own to suddenly do drugs, which I had never done in my life, right? You're not going to make bad decisions because you suddenly live alone. You've been raised. So I think it's important to recognize that, that your parents may be putting fear and instilling fear because they think they know what's right. But if they're the best parents that they've ever been and you're a pretty well-adjusted person, that fear is pointless there is no truth in that fear like my mom did a wonderful job raising me so i'm gonna make good decisions whether i'm under her roof or under mine and i think she's now learned that but it took her many years to understand that i was making good decisions not necessarily having to be under her supervision all the time so where were your parents right and where were your parents wrong that'll be the last question they didn't give me in a sense like the fears they were just kind of like well, you've always been very ballsy, mija. Like, you've always just been, a, you know, like, go for it sin miedo, but just, like, ten mas cuidado. Like, don't be so trustworthy. You know, like, don't just open the door to anybody. Don't just let anybody in, you know, kind of like that kind of thing. And um, 
I think I should have installed an alarm way before, like I even knew, because I just felt like I grew up in Watts, never did anyone break into our house or rob us. Like I am very comfortable holding a, a gun and I know how to load hey. it. I know how to like, if someone dares walk in wow. to my house or break into my house, I will be able to defend myself. Right. So <clears throat> there was just the part of that. Like, I mean, they, they did all the right things to tell me, like, make sure that you always put some money aside because owning a home, you're the one that's going to own it. Something goes wrong. You have to fix it. So I was very glad that that happened, that they told me that they're like, it's, it's not a responsibility that, but I knew that the, the house that I picked, I feel the house picked me and the house that I chose was just like perfect. It was not, not expensive. It was so reasonable. I was like living, like having the house still kept me, like allowed me to save money allowed me to like do my thing. So I felt that to me was more comfortable um, in making that decision. I was like, now I can put aside some money if something breaks, if something, you know, if I need to call a plumber or if I, anything like that. So my parents were like, always keep some money aside because I emergencias. And I think I was so glad that I listened because what happened a year later, right? Like my fiance and I broke up. Um, he moves out. I'm out of a job. I have heart surgery. All this stuff happens. And thankfully, like I didn't have like unemployment, nothing was coming in, but thankfully I had money saved. And if I wouldn't have listened to them, I would have been so screwed. And it wasn't because my bills were so high. I wasn't living above my means. You guys know me. I'm a very like super sencilla persona. Like I, I can't, I like I mentioned it before. I, I'll give my money towards experiences over material stuff. So I think that was that. And I'm very glad that they told me like, don't rush to furnish your house. Don't rush. Like, it's just you. If it's just you and him, no ocupan mucho. Se pueden sentar en el piso a cenar. Like, you know, it's all this stuff. So I was very glad that they weren't like, oh, now she has a house. So she, you know, she's building her, you know, creating her home and she's going to have all this. I'm like, no, like, todo con calma because then you go more into debt and all this stuff. So, you know, I was glad that they told me <laughs> that they weren't afraid for me moving out. But then again, I'm glad that they also gave me the, the, uh, the tip of, save money because it, it's really going to come out of your pocket at the end of the day. So thank we that. Yeah. I think for me, uh, going back to, I mean, this is traditional with Latino parents que aquí tienes tu casa, aquí puedes regresar. And they got it right in that, like, pues aquí puedes regresar because it, it was the time between five years between college and in law school that I came back and yeah, I helped here and there with some, some bills. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't paying like a full rent. And so I was able to come back and that, you know, again, that the doors were always open. And during those five years, I worked as a legal assistant, but I also have so, so many memories and so many experiences from, from that time that, um, I mean, I, you know, I was, you know, early twenties to mid twenties and I lived I traveled a lot. I was with you guys a lot. I went to LA all the time. I went, we went to Vegas every year in September for Mexican Independence Day. And si gastamos mucho dinero, but it's like, there son experiencias vividas, right? Y eso nadie no lo quita. So because of that, because of my parents opening their doors and allowing me to live there, I was able to do all kinds of things during those five years viajar mucho and i know this is uh, your your cup of tea irene pero si no no nadie te quita lo bailado and it's like i i think um, i think my parents for that those experiences that i lived during those five years and one thing they got wrong was that they thought 
or they envision and because they get fed from family that me moving away from home, I was going to terminar embarazada, hacer lo que yo quiera, and maybe, you know, maybe consumir drogas and all that. So they got that wrong because they allowed others to influence them and think that, that that was going to happen, that I was going to, you know, end up pregnant. And no, I ended up with a degree. Hey, snap those fingers, drop you that mic. Two degrees, baby. Two degrees. Oh, yeah. shit, ten of degrees. Married and white. <laughs> her boo. She even knocked out twins. She can make go. two babies at one time. Pretty amazing <laughs> and epic. The point is, I, I, I feel such an appreciation for our parents during the show, but I also feel such, a, such an appreciation for our courage as women to make these decisions, to be trailblazers, whether you're the big sister, the little sister, whether your route is somewhat traditional, semi-traditional, mixed in with good times or hard times. Like there's no right answer. You know, in your gut, what's the right answer? You can be 45 right now and deciding it's time to live on your own go ahead honey hopefully something here was said that struck a chord that gave you the courage that it's the right mo move for you you could be 20 right now and starting your life over and completely deciding to be on your own you could be 16 you could have terrible parents since he brought up being emancipated your parents might be the most toxic thing that ever lived and we've talked a lot about parents but they may be the wrong place the wrong nest for you so only you know what your situation is but we want to give you the courage and the love and the gusto we've given you a lot of tips on you know also try not to get in over your head think about debt think about expenses think about why is it discipline is it freedom is it good freedom we've also talked about just the choices you're making hopefully all the choices you're making on your own are good positive choices for all the right reasons because if your mom is listening to this podcast in the background and you live at home she's gonna be mad at level up latina right now she's gonna be really mad if she doesn't mm -hmm. agree but think about choices and being the best you can be if you have other questions about this topic you know how to find us we hope that you will chime in maybe there's something we didn't consider we didn't say Again, we have a couple of listeners and clients that are interested in this topic. So please chime in, email us. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. You can hit us up on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Our handle is at leveluplatina, as always, at leveluplatina. Or you can tweet about this, tweet this episode. Our handle is at latina underscore up on Twitter. It's been a very fun, almost 50 minutes chit-chatting, reliving our youth, our decisions, now, sometimes we probably wish we lived alone with all these kids and all this lack of sleep. Girl. <laughs> was like, me voy a quedar dormida right now because I wish I lived on my own. So you girls just pretend that you're... They think I'm booked till seven. So I know, go to bed. Now. <laughs> Lock the door and go to bed. Las quiero mucho. Las quiero un chingo. listening. And like Vero mm. said, things work out. ¿Verdad, Vero? Things work Eso. out. Sí, Eso. Eso, Vero. Sin okay. miedo. Eso que ni que... Miedo. Go discover yourself, girl. Go discover yourself. Live alone. By the vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> or, or two. <laughs> <laughs>